Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And as always, you can join us on Twitter. That is at Lunchtime Live NT. But first, Catherine is with us on the line in County Waterford. Catherine, what did you want to highlight today? Um, I'm living in Port Law in County Waterford. And for a number of years now, uh, we're all dependent on a private run bus service, a shoreway bus. And there yesterday, they announced that they're going to be closing their bus service from the end of October. Now, it's the only bus service here, and there's over 2,000 people here in the village. So we're devastated. Like, my household alone has two people that regularly get the bus, one every single day, to and from work. So, you know, we don't know what we're going to do without the bus service here. So this is a private run, private operated bus? It is. It's a private operated bus. But as I said, we're a village of... uh, approximately 2,000 people. Mm. So I, I think that we should have public transport. And we've no public transport here. And like we're not that far from a couple of other villages, like Fidown has approximately 400 people. Pilltown has approximately 11 to 1,200 people. And they, they both have private bond buses. Now, they well deserve them. They're little villages just like us, out of the way. And without the bus service, if you don't have a car, you're stranded, Mm. basically. How many people, do you have any idea, Catherine, roughly would use this bus on a daily basis? Well, I know from uh, the people that leave here from my house, the bus is packed at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, And then again, when they're coming home at half past four, it's very busy. I can't tell you about other times. Um, now, I do know my dad has often used the bus to come up and down from Waterford to see me as well. And um, I know in the daytime it's not too busy, but those people going to work in the morning, going to college, um, they're going to be so affected by this. And where does it up run to, the bus? So the bus leaves the village and it will stop then at Kilmeaden, which is another little village. Then it will stop where there's a lot of workers get on and off. For, there's a factory out there um, on the Cork Road. Then it will stop again at the college. Um, and that's WIT. It's a big campus. Mm. It stops there again. Then it will go further into town and stop on the quay. So there's an awful lot of people going to be affected yeah. by this. Now, um, to, what I was thinking, um, you know, uh, there's rumours saying that they're going to be in talks to try and get another public service, or sorry, another private service running um, but like the tickets now have went up on that bus from 24 euro for a week ticket to 30 euro just recently so if you're talking about two people from one household getting the bus that's 60 euro a week you know and with the price of everything else that's, that's colossal yeah. money to be yeah. paying for a bus service I think the government needs to step in now and we need a, a public transport you know do you have access to your own private transport Catherine or are you totally reliant on the bus um i have a car but just one in my whole household yeah. i'm the only person that drives now a totally different matter my son who's living at the opposite direction from waterford uh, didn't get one of the school bus tickets this year um true i'm I'm sure you're aware of what yes, happened with the bus Yeah, tickets. we've been talking about so it I'm, the show. So I'm bringing him one direction, right? So the rest of them need to be 30 kilometres the other direction. 
um, at the same time. So it's impossible. No, I only ask because, you know, like at a time when the cost of living is the way it is and governments encouraging people to look at their own private transport, you know, and and their use of the car. Like you have people in your house who are regular public transport users, but unfortunately you're now left in a position that you're not going to be able to use the bus because the bus will no longer exist. Do you have any idea as to why it's been halted? Um, well, from what it said uh, on the statement that they gave is there are bus service, sure ways, that are in service for over 100 years. And because of the cost of living now with petrol, etc., they're not able to keep it running. Yeah. So just the cost so of that's going back to if they're in talks with another private company, right, that's going to be the same thing all over again. Yeah, if the government is... And like I said, the tickets went from €24, Euro, which they've been for years, mm. €24 Euro a week, everyone was happy to pay that. And a couple of weeks ago, they went to €30. Euro. Yeah. And even so still, like, the route has been, yeah, I suppose, I imagine it's probably down to the, the cost of it. But it's obviously, it's a nuisance for you and the family, Catherine. Yeah. And like... There, I know there's a, an awful lot of old age pensioners here in the village and they go on that bus even just to socialise, you know. And well, that's it. It's, it's a lifeline, I'm sure, people. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's an awful lot of people uh, that don't, don't have any car at all. And like there's only two small shops here in the village. Um, you know, what are they going to do for their big shops, their big weekly shops? What, you know, how, how are they going to get to work? Mm. It's obviously a small town, is it, Catherine? I'm not familiar um, with like it. Like I said, there's, there's approximately 2,000 people here. Yeah. And okay, um, yeah, well, that, that's big enough. It is. No, no, but I, I mean in terms of, as a town, in terms of facilities, people obviously have to leave oh, elsewhere. Yeah, there's there's not really that, that. that much here. You know, yeah. there's no closed shops or anything yeah, so like that. So if know? you need anything, really, you have, to, you have to leave and now people have no bus to do that. Yeah, well, we yeah. do, now in fairness, we have Fogarty's, which is a great little local shop. Everyone knows each other there. That is a small shop. And then we'd have Centre, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, listen, we'll, I, I wonder, um, are there other people who use the bus route? Or I mean, I wonder, is it just happening here in, in Port Law and County Waterford? Or are other people listening to this? Uh, well, that, that same bus now um, will affect, it, it gave a list of the... The, the whole route, route, the journey, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Off, yeah. Okay. And I think Dunmore East, which is pretty big now, I reckon Dunmore might have a private bus as well, but where we're stuck is that's our only bus. And I think the government should step in now at this stage yeah. because even if they do get another private bus, people can't be affording 30 euro tickets to get in and out to college and work. Well, at a time when you're telling people to use more public transport, I'm a great believer in you can't ask people to use public transport if it doesn't exist. It has to be yeah, there exactly. and it has to be reliable, yeah. you know, if you want people to um, to, to park up the cars and, and to start using more buses. Catherine, listen, thank you for getting in touch with us and for highlighting this with us here on the programme today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us here in Lunchtime Live. Daphne is on the line as well. Uh, you use the bus too for work, Daphne? Oh, um, my name is Daphne. I live in Port Law. Yeah, I'm actually I'm using it for the last 10 years working. And look, it's a nice handy bus. And I, it was, I went off yesterday, I went off for a walk and I came back and I heard this and it was a soul shock. Now, I didn't even tell my manager yet. 
because look, it's so. I don't know what, he, mm. what way he's going to take it, like, and I don't know what, like, what way am I going to go to work, like. But uh, we need, we need some sort of a bus, like, especially for me and the college students or anyone going to school or anything like that. Yeah. Or all, all our jobs, all, all our jobs would be gone, like. So you, you use this bus daily, Daphne, to go in yeah, and out Monday. of work. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Mon- Mon- Monday to Friday. Yeah. Yeah, they they clap us every morning to be full going off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And Saturday might be a little bit quiet, but but as the day goes on, then you have the two o'clock and the yeah. half four bus. It, it get it get busier and busier and busier. So how will you get in and out of work now? Um, I don't know now. I ha- I'm I'm just thinking of it at the moment. I didn't. I haven't got it. I haven't got an idea. Yeah. But I haven't it's, got an idea. Yeah, it's it's obviously the fact that it'll you know it won't be there servicing um, people in the area. It's it's going to be a problem for for a lot of a lot of locals. Well, I mean, like you can't depend on anybody like to bring you to work to bring you to work and to collect you in the even times. Yeah. Because they're all working different times. You see. Uh, Brian Lynch is the owner of um, actually the Sherway Bus Company. Brian, thanks for for getting in touch with us and joining us here on the programme. Um, We heard from from Catherine and and Daphne there. What is the situation for yourselves at the minute? Andrea, thanks uh, very much for having me on today. Um, The situation is is not good, to be honest. Um, uh, My company, I'm a third generation small family business. We have a dozen employees here. We were Started in 1899 by my great uncle, who started with a, a horse and trap back in those days. Yeah. Um, we've been operating local bus services and giving what I would consider to be a really good service to local people for 123 years. And um, recent events have not been helpful towards us, let's just put it that way. Um, it's been a rough few years, frankly, since covid uh, in March 2020 came, uh, we had to shut our business like a lot of people at the time. We eventually got to reopen our business uh, and resumed services, uh, notwithstanding that there were the restrictions at the time, rightly mm. by the HSE to not use public transport. And we were all in favour of that. Uh, no issue. But um, so passenger footfall fell radically and has failed to come back up to where it was. Uh, we were in a government scheme, a government assistance scheme for for some period of time that did allow us to get back up and run our business. But frankly, um, the scheme was limited and it didn't really allow us to advance our business in any way. So we're, we're in real terms, we're going backwards for the last three years. Uh, and that scheme ended earlier this year. And the reality is that our business is no longer viable. Uh, we have given advance notice just in the last week uh, uh, that we're going to cease operations on the 31st of October this okay. year. So uh, it's a very sad day for us. Absolutely, Brian. And I'm, yeah. listening to, I'm listening to Daphne who I, I, and Catherine who I'm well aware of their position and their situation and uh, frankly it, 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 it is we're aware that it's a horrible situation to, have, to do this. We 
have contacted all our local TDs and councillors. Last week, we gave them some advance notice uh, and we are aware that the solution lies with our local politicians to get a replacement service in place, uh, which frankly will have to be state supported Mm. because... If we can't run this business, I can assure you that no other private bus well, company uh, will be able to do it. I know. It, you know? I was just going to ask. Yeah. I mean, if it's yeah. if it's not if you're saying it's not financially viable uh, for you, and and you're a long, long time in the game, as you pointed out, yeah. Brian, to you know to to, yeah. to know how to do it, um, you'd yeah. wonder if any other private operator will want to put their hand up and say, look, we'll we'll take it on. So it'll absolutely yeah. look as if it won't happen. No. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that won't happen. And and frankly, this is where we're at. I actually was just listening to your your news headlines before uh, the programme started there. Uh, I was just on standby listening and all the headlines are about public transport. They're about the issue with schools. They're about the issue of car congestion levels being up and public transport usage being down. And frankly, that is the situation. And we know here locally that uh, a lot of car dealers, their their car lots are practically empty because they've sold a lot of cars in Mm. recent times. This is absolute madness in the world that we live in where we should be going the other way but the reality is from a private bus company's point of view we do not receive uh, anymore any state support we uh, have no way to keep going without support at this point in time we want to keep going are you we talking the service yeah are you talking brian sorry because mm. of the cost of fuel at the moment i mean i know there was the 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 rebate that came in a couple of months back for operators but has it has it just the, the cost of doing business now has just gone beyond that yeah, really there's a couple of things one is that our customer base has fallen footfall is down Costs are definitely up. There's no doubt that diesel is an issue. And long term, looking forward, there is uh, a sustainability issue for bu- for private bus operators. We will not receive any assistance to transfer our fleet away from diesel, basically, uh, to electric or hydrogen or whatever is coming. So there's and no the grant. Yeah, there's no EV grant. No, no, no grant to do for, so. Yeah, for private bus companies. Uh, there is for state. So if uh, we are encouraging that the state come in and take what where our routes over and do it whichever way they want. But essentially, uh, in that case, if state companies come in to do it, they will be grant aided. If we're not getting the grant aid, we can't do it. It's mm. fairly black and white. And as I said to you, it's not a decision that we've come to likely. This no. has been this has been something it's been uh, like I say, it's uh, it's been on our on our on our uh, on our agenda since March twenty twenty. Things turned that time we had a we had a small small little company it did okay it was we we're very professional we, we we ran it as best we could uh but march 2020 was a turning point and we've been struggling since but uh so it is it's very tricky yeah it's very hard though brian personally for you and the family like you're third generation what, what did you 123 years in business like it's <laughs> yeah it has yeah, like i feel yeah. for you because it has to be yeah, very difficult you. Yeah, it is very difficult. And frankly, we have a, a very deep connection with our community here. And frankly, last week I issued redundancy notices to my staff. And that was probably the hardest day in my life, I have to say. Um, uh, I have a great little small team here of uh, frontline bus drivers who have come through COVID and gone through everything with us. And uh, I have some great back office people working with yeah. me here as well. We're, we're, a, we're a small but really... Uh, really good little business that we built up and uh, we're, we're very proud of our business. But, of course. But when I hear people like Daphne and Catherine on to you, uh, I feel a huge sense of personal responsibility. But at this point in time, my hands are tied behind my back and it is limited what we can do I to know. solve it. Except 
we have engaged as as professionally as possible with our local yeah. our local uh, TDs and councillors to try and get something in place, you know, that's yeah, the objective. J- j- yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you know offhand whether the, I mean, the, the public bus services or the, the bus air and route that, that operates in, in the area, like are there, is there a bus route near that can service any, any of the towns like uh, Port Law and others that Catherine and Daphne mentioned? To be honest, uh, the National Transport Authority have, uh, they launched actually during COVID something called Connecting Ireland, where they're taking a kind of an overview of how all the bus routes uh, interact, um, uh, let's say, outside Dublin, if you want to call it, uh, around the rest of Ireland. Um, and that is sort of their plan, I, I believe, to to kind of look at how to improve routes all around the place. And they were mm-hmm. looking at, I think, how to make different things work uh, in different ways. And I think there is an overview, to be honest, like that required to see how public transport is working because frankly yeah. it's not working that it's not working that well outside Dublin you know um, and uh, there's a lot of connectivity issues and there's a lot of issues with I think school tra- we don't we don't actually do school transport ourselves but um, uh, in the sense that we don't contract with bus air to do school transport but uh, there are a lot of issues where there's overlaps and things like that so it, it is it's a very complex area and I know there's a lot of people in the NTA looking yeah. at it and working on it in yeah. different ways but it requires a big overview. To and be honest, a lot of know? people as Catherine and Daphne mentioned very reliant too on, on the service that, that you and, and Sherway have been operating over the past number of years as well. It's the 31st of August, is that when you say the, the route will cease, uh, Brian? Uh, no, 31st of October. October, apologies, sorry. Yeah, a month October. No, okay, sorry, no, no, August is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 31st of October. It'll, we, yeah. We purposely were trying to give as much notice as we could. Uh, frankly, uh, this decision was only made a week ago ourselves, and we had last week we had to spend with our own staff and doing things like that. And we we went straight to our local politicians, and then we decided we we want to let the public know straight away this mm. week. Um, so we've been engaging with that, and uh, it's it's not nice, I have to say, not nice. No, oh um, no, and look, at we're. As I mentioned, it's it, it's it's absolutely very tough for for you and and the family and and all of the employees um, that you mentioned at Sherway as well. No doubt about it. And a lot of people I can tell from the texts, you know, just want to to wish you well, Brian, too, in, uh, well, in the future. Well, well, thank you. We we would consider uh, we are a family business, but we consider a lot of the community to be part of our family as well. Yeah. Genuinely, because we're it's, we're in a very small area here of in in Waterford, and we would practically know everybody and. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we would have carried a lot of families through generations, literally from bringing them to primary school, secondary school, college to work, and in later years through the free travel scheme uh, the, into their into their free travel. If you follow me, so yeah, of course, uh, absolutely, we, yeah. We, so we have we have that connection. We're well aware of us, and uh, we know one know and like an awful lot of our customers, and uh, it's it's a tough day for us to be honest with you. Yeah, this, and I and I know that locals in the community have every right to ask questions around like it's all about and, and look 100% rightly so it's about pumping money into into the public service offering at the moment and whether that be through the likes of the cycle lanes and all that but I can imagine if you're in Port Law today or you're somewhere around your route region and you're looking at the kind of the nice glossy bollards that go up and the cycle lanes and this is where the focus is and, and yet you know you have people now stranded and they can't get to work you know like it's a it's certainly not yeah. the, the image of trying to get people out of cars and using public transport to the bus if the bus doesn't exist you know so it'll no, be absolutely. interesting to see uh, what, what uh, comes from it and, uh, you know I'm, I'm 
personally, I'm, I'm a cyclist myself as well. I'm all in favor of trying to bring on all aspects of transport. And I think uh, in recent years, there have been a lot of positive improvements in that mm, regard. But absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, I think a lot of us, in fairness, has been has been city based, and I think rural Ireland has been uh, it's it's lagging behind in yeah. a lot of that infrastructure. Yeah, but look, 100%. it is it's it's not something that'll get done overnight. And in fairness, I do recognise that COVID has accelerated an awful lot of that uh, in the sense that you know everybody took to their bike, I guess you know. Yeah. And uh, in fairness, recent events in Russia as well have been. Uh, let's just say, focusing minds on fuel and fuel use and all that goes with it. So uh, a lot of things have come together very quickly over, over a couple of years. And, uh, and I suppose, to some degree, we've been caught in the crosshairs on that, if okay. you follow me. So, yeah, well, listen, yeah. Brian, um, take care of yourself and, and the employees. And listen, thank you for, for joining us and, and just, I suppose, outlining the situation there for us in, uh, in Waterford at the minute. Um, Brian Lynch there, the owner of Sherway Bus Company. Daphne and Catherine too, for getting in touch and for highlighting the uh, the situation. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com. As always, that is the email address if you want to contact the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking here a little earlier uh, on the programme today about public transport services and in particular one bus company in Waterford which has announced that it's going to stop operating the public transport bus services. It's actually from the end of October um, and we heard from Catherine and Daphne who got in touch with us because they they rely on this bus to commute around Port Law and, and um, Dunmore East and other parts of Waterford and Brian Lynch the owner of uh, Sherway Company got in touch with us and just talked about the, the the difficulty in trying to operate a private bus company at the moment and the difficult decision too that it is to shut up a business after 123 years in the family and there's been a lot of reaction to this just in general uh, talking about bus services nationwide Joe is with us on the line today Joe, you think there's an easy solution to um, the shortage of buses? If that was the synopsis that you were given of my input, well, I'm sorry, no. There's never an easy, in- there's never easy answers to complex problems. Yeah. But I, I just had one question I'd have liked to ask your man, which has been sitting. I live in Dundalk. And I see regularly large double-deck buses wandering around Dundalk with virtually nobody in them. Now, I don't know whether you've lived in, whether you've visited either Mexico or, or oh God, Turkey. No. And what they have there is what are called Dalmus buses. Now, they're much smaller buses. They take about 14 people. And... They do a set route, and it seems to be, in both countries, an excellent service. Yet I've never, ever seen the equivalent of a here, except maybe for moving people between hospitals. Just like a minibus. I did. Yeah, it's like a minibus, just a small minibus. Why yeah. are the buses so big? Do they need to be? I tried to do a bit of research on this before, and yeah, that was a couple of years ago, and I rang up the Department of Transport, and basically whoever I was talking to didn't know what I was talking about, one. And two, it seems to be something to do with the definition of a taxi. And that beyond a certain size of bus, mm. 
below a certain size of bus, it's then then defined as a taxi and was in the laws of taxi. Yeah, there's a different classification. Now, now look, if you're talking about this issue and you're talking to another another um, provider of this service, or if there's a provider of, of, of bus services out there, well, it might be a, it might be a question worth, answer, worth asking. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, you, you're, just you're, go back. so it's around, why is there a need for the double-decker buses beyond the likes of the city centre? Well, well, yes. Well, yes. And also, surely if you've got it, surely if we're to subsidise services in, in rural areas, it's much easier to serve, subsidise them for small buses. Now, there may be an issue with, with uh, disabled access, because some of these buses, there would have been an issue with it. But surely that's something that okay. could be arranged, okay. arranged in the yeah. specification. Yeah, no, no, I, I take your point. And I see another texter here has got in touch on the double-deckers to say, I agree with the comment regarding double-decker buses. I actually watch from my window as double-decker buses go past every hour. They're always empty. Could they not bring back other smaller buses to try and service more rural areas. Um, I lived in France, says Paul and Tipperary, for years. We lived in a small village. There was just 500 people and we always had uh, public transport, both both buses and trains. This country is a joke for public transport, says Paul and Tipperary. Jenny is with us from um, Dalmus Buses. Jenny, what's your view on all of this? Yeah, so just listening to that gentleman there, the Dalmas buses in Turkey are brilliant. Now, how safe they are, I don't know, because they never seem to have, like, working seatbelts or anything. But they're actually pretty much the same as, um, I don't know if anyone remembers, the city in buses that Dublin bus used to have years ago, like in the 90s. Um, where I lived in Kimmage, there was always the city imp going in and out of town. Mm. And that's probably what that gentleman um is referring to they'd be a good one to come back you know for smaller more regular routes in places are you when when you're part of um um okay you you're not a bus you're you're not in the business of or you're not a bus provider jenny no, no, no. We're we're, we're a tyre wholesaler, so we'll have to provide some buses with yeah. tyres. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. It was just a gentleman talking about the Dalmas buses. They are brilliant, and they got their cheapest chips, like in Turkey. Um, and it's something that's probably needed. Like we live in Ratos, and you know we've got the big bus there and buses, but you know they're a lot more regular now than they used to be. But for places where you know that are quite rural and that. You know these smaller, mm. more regular services, and and cost effective because bus there. And I think the one thing that a lot of people forget is the cost of them. Like it's ten quid in and out of town from where we live, and we're not that far, you know, from Dublin. So it's uh, it's we we've never gotten rid of the car, and I wouldn't really ever rely on bus there. Yeah, um, because they, they typically are just very unreliable, but something smaller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of of people uh, very much agreeing here, I can tell you on the text line today with Joe there in Dundalk here and in Sandy Mount, fully in agreement there was a public minibus service called um, uh, the City Imp, isn't that what you mentioned was the name of it? 
Um, a great service again the man is spot on on the uh, the Dalmas bus in Turkey they're awesome and privately run suggests this texter too Francis is with us um, Francis you were listening to the, the conversation today about the, the the local commuters in the area that are now going to be stranded because the bus service is going to cease Yeah actually and I think that's the case with a lot of communities you know uh, bus errands seems to have outsourced all their runs um, in recent years to private bus operators. But obviously with the cost of fuel increasing, they can no longer maintain the service. And I don't think, I, I think that since the government has outsourced a lot of its services, it's not paying them enough to keep them running. And as well as regard, I, I was listening to my local radio station a few days ago and they were giving out about the, the billions of money or the billions that the new Bus Connect service is going to cost and that is going contra biodiversity because it's going to be taking away people's front gardens, cutting down trees and all of this. And one texter said that she had decided to be good and she'd take the bus and collect her kids from school and she waited for an hour in the lashing rain and she'd give up and call somebody. So what I hear constantly is that people are saying the bus services are unreliable. Mm. You'll have, in cities, you'll, you'll have your timetable up and it'll say seven minutes, but seven minutes come and the bus doesn't come, you know. So it's hit and miss that you get a bus. Yeah. And I think that's what's forcing people into their cars is because they've got to get to work on time and they can't rely on bus fairing. Yeah. Do, do you use bus services frequently uh, yourself, Francis? Uh, I don't because a few years ago I did, I took a bus. The route had been changed. It was connected to a village at the uh, about twenty kilometres away or whatever, and it started. It changed the route, and what would take me a half an hour to drive took me an hour and a half to go by bus. So I gave up. You didn't sign up for the scenic route. No, no, I no. Yeah, no, and you no. see, this so is I the thing, isn't it? Since. Yeah, so I'm not qualified to comment on this. Yeah, okay. Text in from Dave as well, who says we're just back from France, where a eleven an eleven kilometer local bus journey was fifty cent. Public transport is absolutely crazy here, says Dave. Uh, this listener says, I live in rural a rural village in Sligo. We've no bus service at all. I don't drive, so I'm left relying on neighbours and friends to try and get around. How can we possibly try and get more people to use public transport services when they don't exist? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fair point, isn't it? Um, this emailer says, just on the discussion about the buses, why do the vast majority of buses in Dublin and the greater Dublin area have to be brand new 2022 or 2021 buses? If you go to Spain, Italy, etc., the buses are often 20, 30 years old. Fares cost a fraction of what we have, um, even with new subsidies. I imagine because people will do nothing but complain if they're uh, old, uncomfortable buses. I imagine that would be the route and probably obviously too to do with health and safety. Uh, keep the um, the text coming into us though, 53106. We are going to be talking about, well sex education in schools and what is a um, sufficient level of, well, what kind of education do students need? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.